Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. I've just sat down and had a chat with Matt Swain. Now Matt is someone I met on LinkedIn a little while ago, and Matt's a bit of a personal brand expert, specifically on LinkedIn. And I wanted to get him on the podcast to chat about basically how you can link your personal brand to your podcast, how the two go hand in hand. And I've just spoke with him, we've just recorded the episode, we cover things like everyone having a personal brand, the importance of a personal brand, why podcasters specifically should leverage their personal brand. We even went into how to actually get sponsors and guests on LinkedIn using your personal brand. Matt gave his top tips on what he does or what he would recommend to do if you're looking to get sponsors and guests. So yeah, enjoy the episode. Make sure to leave a review and let me know your thoughts. Cheers. How are you, Matt? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me here. No problem at all. So I met Matt on LinkedIn virtually, as you do these days. Um, and I spoke to Matt a few times. I thought it'd be great to have him on the, as, as a guest on the podcast because Matt has uh, rich involvement in social media, more specifically personal branding, and has built quite an impressive personal brand for himself. So first of all, Matt, how did you kind of get into the personal brand social media space? Yeah, so I've had um, several roles um, in the kind of social media space. Um, I've worked on some podcasts. Um, I was a strategic advisor for a tech startup that was building a new social media platform. Um, and so it was very involved in the kind of creator economy on that wider level through that. And I kept coming back to this idea that a personal brand is the fundamental to building a great podcast, to building a great social media presence. And so really kind of leaning into that personal brand aspect made a lot of sense for, for me. And I now focus on the LinkedIn personal brand side as well. How come you specifically have lent into LinkedIn? Yeah, for me, LinkedIn just provides, um, it's currently a platform that has loads and loads of users, but not loads of content creators. And so there's this gap of kind of eyes on the platform, but not loads to um, feed those eyes with content. And so um, you have, uh, you know, huge reach, organic reach potential. You have um, people, decision makers that are there um, looking to make business decisions. So it's incredibly kind of lucrative and you're able to monetize your audience far more easily than other platforms. Um, and so, yeah, it just seemed like a really good fit, the right time, right place, etc. Yeah, nice one. So you said before we started rolling that everyone has a personal brand. It's just different kind of levels to it. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate a bit on that, on everyone having a personal brand and then kind of go into the value of why people really should lean into it in general? And then we can start to link that more a bit to how that can work with a podcast. Yeah, so it's my opinion that every single person has a personal brand and some people realize it and they actively try and grow and leverage and um, you know use their personal brand to attract opportunities. And some people um, don't realize they have a personal brand and miss out on all of the potential um, that comes with it. And you know, for example, everyone has a reputation. They're known for certain things. They're known for dressing a certain way. They're known for talking about certain things. Everyone has an Instagram page, whether they're posting you know old holiday photos or whether they're posting the kind of key moments in their um, more like you know professional and career um, career uh, routes, and so it's really a case of how do you use your digital reputation? How do you use those assets in the Instagram page, in your LinkedIn page, in your personal website to create and attract opportunities, as opposed to just missing out on all of the potential that they have? Right, yeah. And then if you're going to link that to kind of podcasting, let's start with why a, someone with a podcast should look to really leverage their personal brand rather than just leaving it there in the background. Yeah, so every host or everybody that runs a podcast, they also have a personal brand that runs alongside their podcast. Um, you know, they are the host, they are the differentiating factor, they are the one providing the value. And so it really makes sense in order to grow the podcast, to grow 
um, their own personal brand as a host, um, to, you know, to create all of the opportunities that we talked about. And, you know, organic reach on podcasts is hard, you know, the Spotify being kind of ranked in Spotify, being ranked mm -hmm. on Apple, but the social platforms, um, the, you know, the personal branding um, kind of outlets is far more, you can reach far more eyes, you can uh, build that audience, get new eyeballs into your podcast um, through using your personal brand and through social media content, not just having the podcast and leaving it on Spotify and Apple. So sharing content through your personal brand is just a great way of growing the podcast, reaching new people and really leveraging that long form valuable asset that you have. Yeah, no, I agree with the point you make um, around Spotify, Apple, their algorithms, there's no way to kind of, there's no suggested really. There's not, it's very, very difficult to grow through just those platforms because like you say, it's decentralized. It's not a, it's not a YouTube, it's not a TikTok where you'll get your stuff pushed, but you will on YouTube and TikTok, you will on LinkedIn, you will on Instagram, um, which is why we come across it so often. People might have the best content in the world. They're like, why is it not growing? It's great content. It's like, who are you telling about it? Oh, yeah. no one. I've got it on Apple and Spotify. Cool. Who are you telling about it? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see, I see what you mean. And then you can kind of link the personal brand to that by doing stuff outside of just the podcast, I guess, like you, you mentioned before to me, as well as just kind of why well, we do a lot of clips from our podcast, but you can do stuff around that as well, can't you? Yeah, I mean, every opportunity that you get is a chance to talk about your podcast and feature your podcast in some way, um, whether that's through social media content, networking events, um, you know, there's, I think having your personal, realizing that your personal brand is so attached to your podcast and then going out into the world and trying to talk about it and, you know, create interest around it will go a lot further than, um, you know, just as, as we kind of talked about leaving it on Spotify, leave it on Apple and, and kind of um, hoping that people find you in that way. No, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, the importance then of a personal brand behind a podcast is massive. What do you think are the sort of benefits someone with a better personal brand would see if they have a podcast? So say someone like yourself, say you had a podcast compared to someone else offering similar sort of stuff, but not with much of a personal brand. What sort of benefits do you think you would see in comparison to them? Yeah, I think... Um through building your personal brand, you develop a lot of credibility, authority, and trust um, through kind of more snackable social content that then pulls through into your podcast. And then when you actually, you know, have the podcast, have people listening to it, you have that authority, that credibility already built up. And so you're able to attract more eyes to it. Your um, comments, your opinions, your insights have more weight to them as well. Um, and, you know, having the, the followers on certain platforms as well is a real kind of social proof element. Um, it helps you to attract better guests. It helps you to, um, you know, find sponsors where you can kind of level up the production quality. Um, there's so many benefits to having that um, presence on those platforms as a personal brand that you can then leverage into your podcast. You mentioned trust and that's a massive thing. And it's why podcasting is so good for experts because if you're an expert and you want to build an audience of people who trust you enough to then essentially invest in you, I mean, what we do here. So we've got, I don't know the exact amount of episodes, but 70 odd episodes of us giving value on podcasting in the hope that someone who's interested in working with someone on their podcast is going to listen to our episodes and be like, these guys know what they're talking about. Although me and Kane often sit here and it's not always the most professional podcast in the world. But <laughs> I, I hope that the value we give proves our expertise so then when we and we do often get people email in like hey i need help can you guys help me and this that's the whole point of building that trust and then what you said with a personal brand is it allows you to build trust 
outside of just the podcast, if you've got a big following or if someone listens to your podcast, be like, who is this guy? And then checks out your LinkedIn, you've got 20,000 followers. It looks better than 200, doesn't it? Um, so I can see how it can accentuate the idea of having a large amount of trust um, and social proof as well. Yeah. And it's like the, the credibility you have on the social apps then feeds through into the credibility on your podcast. And the fact that you have such a, you know, um, value dense um, podcast then builds your credibility out in the social media space as well. And so they really work together and you can kind of leverage them both. And, you know, that trust element also comes from people getting to know you, getting to know, um, you know, how you think, um, getting to know your values, getting to know your mindset. And so that not only are you providing value, you're also really humanizing yourself. You're building that connection with people um you know through the podcast and building trust that way as well not just in the value that you're giving but actually sharing about you and bringing yourself into it as a host um that you're able to you know um navigate that process much easier exactly that's why like you said earlier to me is the host is so vital you can have the best content in the world but if you're getting it read by ai no one's going to listen to it because and that's why i think chat gpt and these other ai platforms might start to see more written content quite generic but i think with it will only help podcasting because it will the real natural element of a podcast comes out you can buy into a host and if you've got a host that has really good value and is very likable that's kind of the recipe for success would you agree yeah i mean the you know chat gpt can write anything that anybody can write um and you know people want more depth they want more personality they want more um stories and you know people want to gravitate towards being you know human as well human written content but also you know humans um kind of discussing it's why kind of podcasts do a lot better than audiobooks because audiobooks is very kind of um just reading from you know a book mm -hmm. um it doesn't have that same conversational element that podcasts do and so um yeah it's a much more candid way to deliver content um and it builds trust way quicker than you can on you know anything else you know and obviously a short 30 second clip is great but an hour of you really going deep into the topic mm. um can't be compared to any other kind of platform or medium form out there exactly and that's why we have this discussion with so many people where they'll be like oh, i've only got 100 or 200 listeners uh i want to grow because they see youtube channels with thousands and they see tiktoks getting millions you're like when you, I would rather have an audience of 10 CEOs than 10,000 pe regular people, if you like, because when it podcast and the shift becomes who rather than how many, and it's really important that you have the right listeners. And then the personal brand element, I guess, is slightly different in the sense of you want to get good numbers, people can see your numbers, but you also want to have the right people. So if your content's unique and personal and you can attract the right people, and then maybe with these clips, you can get these people to become fans of the podcast. If you have people that want what you you have to offer, listening to an hour of you every week, when they want to buy that thing, who do you think they're going to come to? Exactly. And it's like you have all of that, you know, they spent hours listening to you. Um, it then just comes to the point where, um, you know, they're then looking to buy and you're top of mind. They trust you you've delivered lots of value to them, you've solved lots of their problems already. So it's a very natural shift into that kind of purchase process that, um, yeah, it's really hard to get get elsewhere. And it's why that having a podcast um, that's really specifically solving a problem, that's really, um, you know, that you've got to answer that question, why should I listen to this podcast? And if you're, you know, you want to make that um, 
that the answer to that question as specific as possible, 100%. so that you're, um, you know, that people are coming to you, they they're knowing they're going to get a certain thing, whether they're going to, you know, laugh with your podcast, whether they're going to get um, inspired and you know want to go out and you know smash their goals for the day, or whether they're actually going to get this really niche value added piece of information, like you know maybe how to scale your agency from ten to fifty k a month, something very specific like that, you know, where you come away with systems that you can implement, you come away with um, you know lots of um, ideas which you can introduce into your business. Again, solving that person's five, 10 minute kind of half an hour problem. Um, so that then they ultimately pay you for that, solving that bigger problem that they have down the line. Absolutely. Giving gold to get silver. If you can provide as much value as possible and there's nothing we leave out in our podcast episodes, it's not like we say, oh, pay for the rest of it. It's we give everyone this value because you can give everyone all the information in the world, but the accountability element and having someone by it, holding your hand through it makes a massive difference. And I'm sure you find this with LinkedIn. You can give people all the LinkedIn advice in the world, but there's another level to it when you work with someone, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, people want, um, you know, people are looking to, if they're interested in LinkedIn, then they're in, you know, they're interested in me, then they're potentially interested in buying from me. If they're listening to your podcast, um, then they're clearly interested in what you're talking about. And they are very likely to become a potential prospect down the line. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't be listening in the first place, as it were. You're clearly speaking to that audience um, in, in the right way and delivering um, the kind of problem solving advice that they really need. They're not listening to it for anything else, really. Absolutely. But I mean, we find some of the people we work with that make the most money and have the most success are the ones in the really specific niches mm-hmm. um, and often they don't have like I say they don't even have a thousand listeners a month but we have multiple podcasts with less than a thousand listeners a month making six figures a year and that's not an exaggeration which really highlights the focus of like you said having a specific audience a valuable audience now we always talk about how to do this with a podcast how can you get your personal brand in front of the right people and really focus on that specific audience and not be too broad. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of similar. Um, having that ideal person in mind, that target audience, um, you know, that you would want, I, I want this person to listen to my podcast. You want that same person to be, you know, engaging with your content, to be interested in what you're saying. So really targeting it, targeting it towards that ideal audience that you're looking to attract. Um, and then solving problems as you do in podcasts. Um, it's more just a case of how you can solve it in more snackable, um, snackable ways, which, um, you know, isn't an hour to listen to, but it's that, it's that kind of introduction. It's that taster of what you can deliver of the problems that you can solve. Um, so I really think that a lot of the ideas and mentality around creating a great podcast can then be applied to creating a great personal brand and creating great social content that is going to attract the right opportunities for you and convert into customers and um, you know, meaningful opportunities, not just kind of uh, listeners, not just um, kind of followers, but actually um, something more meaningful than that. Absolutely. Matt, what defines a successful personal brand? So for me, um, in the personal brand space, I think that it's very easy to become what everyone else is. Very easy to become wishy-washy, um, whether that's, you know, lots of kind of podcasts can tend to look and feel the same. Lots of personal brands can look and feel the same. Mm-hmm. You, you can even see it with clips, you know, you scroll kind of TikTok and a lot of the clips look and feel the same. And there is a real element of being distinct, standing out from the crowd and really leaning into your uniqueness, leaning into your differentiating factors and sharing content that 
um, isn't isn't the same as everyone else. Um, and so for me, I I you know I aim with my clients to build distinct personal brands where they um, you know become that clear go-to market leader. They're not going to be compared against other people. They're in that market of one. Um, you know they have that specific uh, you know the specificness that um, that we were talking about earlier. They have that authority, that credibility, that trust um, that that yeah gets them to stand out in the marketplace because it's very easy to blend in these days with the number of people creating content, the number of podcasts out there um so having that real focus on how do i stand out um is the question that everyone should be asking absolutely agree i see you're about to try and pronounce the word specificity which yeah. is a very brave one on any <laughs> recorded device <laughs> I regret uh, that one <laughs> yeah i'm actually quite happy i just smashed it but <laughs> um i've completely lost my train of thought now <laughs> Cheers, uh no i i agree with what you're saying there um uniqueness and it's it goes into podcasting of course how have you, because you've built a very successful personal brand, it seems from the outside at least, I assume it's very successful when you know more about it too. I'd consider this podcast quite successful. We're both practicing what we preach. How have you done that in the sense of what's your what's unique about you? Yes, yeah, so I think there's a few things that make up um, a great personal brand. And a lot of it actually ties back to the ideas of traditional branding. So it's like, how do you have a visual aesthetic that you can become known for? So whether that's the way you, that you dress, whether it's the colors that you use, whether it's the fonts, whether it's the style of images that you use, the fonts, the captions, you know, there is a way to make um, you visually stand out, to visually become recognizable in the space. Um, so I think that that's an important part. Um, I think leaning into the unique parts of your story and your narrative. And it's something that I do with all of my clients up front is we work on like, what is the messaging for their story? What is their journey so far? And how do we tie it all together? How do we work out what the key turning points are? What the challenges that they overcame were? The transformation that they've been on in their life? And how do we convey all of those kind of um, messaging elements, those turning points into content that is going to, um, you know, kind of tap into those unique elements in their journey because everyone's got a unique journey they've just got to sh you know actually lean into what that is and, and share that online um and so i think those are two really important parts so you think being very open with your personal brand makes a difference then well, rather than just being on the surface here's my value but having a bit more about you the way you dress the way you speak these things do you think that really helps define your personal brand yeah, I think so. I don't think it's about being too open and sharing too much. I think, you know, ultimately your personal brand is an asset. You want it to work for you. Um, and, you know, you have to be strategic. You have to be intentional with what you're doing. And so posting about, you know, awful things that have happened isn't the way to go because no. it's just going to detract from the commercial element of your um, your business. And it doesn't, you don't need to share that in order to build that trust and in order to gain that credibility. Um, but so I think it is, it's having that, um, that 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 authenticity, that openness, that honesty, but being more intentional with it, working out what do my audience want to hear? What have I been through that I'm particularly proud of? Um, what challenges have I overcome that are particularly meaningful? And leaning into those areas as opposed to, you know, I'm just going to share everything all the time because you mm -hmm. do then become a bit diluted in the space. Um, yeah. You know, you want to hit those messages. You want to hit those key points over and over in your, um, you know, over and over in every touch point that you have in the digital space. No, I, I understand that. That makes, that makes sense completely. Matt, what do you think the biggest mistake people make is with a personal brand? What's the biggest thing you see people do and you think, ah, don't do that? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things that come to mind. The first is a lack of consistency and expecting to see those results early on. And um, I know that you see it in, in podcasts as well, where people go, oh, I really want to create a podcast. And then kind of five episodes later, they're kind of you know burnt out by it or they don't want yep. to continue with it. And they miss out on all of those opportunities that, that are going to come from it down the line. So I think having that mindset that your personal brand is a very long-term um, kind of vision. It's a very long-term process. It's going to continue. It's always going to be attached to you as you move through your business career life. And so yeah. um, having that real long-term game mentality where, you know, you're just going to keep posting, you're going to keep sharing episodes, you're going to keep finding new guests. Having that mentality is really important. So yeah, a lack of consistency is one. Um, and then just like blending in and following the trends is another. Um, you know, these social media platforms have loads and loads of trends. Um, the hormozy captions, for example, is mm-hmm. is one trend. Um, you know, I see it on LinkedIn all the time with these kind of carousels that are going on at the minute. And um, you know, it sure, you know, you do get some numbers through them. Sure, it seems like the good thing to do at the time, but you you actually, you know, you're not staying true to those values that you have at your core. And so the more you can tap into what do I really care about? What is my ultimate vision in five years time? Um, what values do I have that I want to convey in my business, in my messaging, in that I personally believe in? And how do you stay true to those and not get kind of swept up by the changing landscape quite so much? So, you know, sure, you want to find those 1% gains. Sure, you want to experiment. Sure, you want to try new things. But you also want to have those values that underpin why you're doing what you're doing, the vision that you have, and um, you know the, the messaging and the beliefs that you have, and making sure that you don't sway around away from those. Yeah, at the end of the day, trends change, don't they? And you can benefit by hopping on them. But one thing that, like you said, it's not even through your current job or what you're currently doing, but through your whole life, is you. So if you can really focus on that thing, that's always going to be going to be the same. That never needs to change, and then adapt to the trends. But keeping your core values makes a massive difference, 100%. And that, that comes through to podcasting as well because you've got to have that personal element, that core, your core value is something that no matter how old the podcast is, everyone will recognise it for, oh, that's a podcast where this happens, where he talks like this, whatever yeah. it is. And it, the name is Personal Brand and I'd say podcast is the most personal form of media. So that's why I can see the link makes so much sense um, between the two. And I was going to ask, actually, I just said, what's the biggest mistake you see with people with their personal brands, posting about their personal brands. But if people are repurposing a podcast, similar to what we do, but if we do this, don't tell me, but uh, <laughs> what big mistakes do people make when sharing their podcast through social media platforms? Yeah, this, this is something I see all the time, actually. Um, and something that I always try and advise people on. Um, like if we were to take me, for example, if I was to go on LinkedIn and say, hey, everyone, I I, I, I offer LinkedIn services. Come come use me, come chat with me, come hire me, mm-hmm. um, come book in a call. It probably wouldn't work very well. Um, it's very salesy. It's very much um, asking from my audience as opposed to giving. And, you know, is ge- you can see in that example is generally not best practice. But when it comes to people sharing podcasts, they do almost the exact same thing. They go, hey, everyone, I've got this podcast, go check it out and, and kind of leave it at, at that. And that's not creating great content. That is plugging the podcast. Um, and so it's working out ways that you can share natively to the platform that you're posting on 
great content that people want to engage with, that people want to like and comment on, that people want to screenshot, share with their friends, that, that is going to stick in their minds for the, the weeks to come. Whether you share the kind of behind the scenes of the, the challenges of running a podcast, whether you share behind the scenes moments that you know people kind of want to want to lean into, um, or whether you share like why you started a podcast in the first place, or you know, was there a particular lesson that a guest kind of three months ago taught you that you've just implemented into your life and it's created some kind of result? There are so many angles that people can take, but everybody always goes for the same thing. Here's my podcast. Here's the links. Go check it out. And um, that's not going to build a personal brand. It will grow the fo- podcast following a little bit, but having valuable content that um, works in and of itself without needing to listen and watch the whole podcast is really important to, to, to do in social content. It's providing that value before you expect something in return, isn't it? So you can't, I have, I had a conversation recently with someone thinking about starting a podcast. I was like, oh, I need to have my offer first, don't I? And we were like, no, not at all. In fact, it's better if you don't, because if you can sit there for three months to just give value, 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 and only at that point you say, oh, by the way, I can work with you if you need help. That's going to be way more beneficial than the very first episode having a whole two minute like I offer this, this, and this. Come, no one's going to no one's going to invest in that the first time they listen to you unless unless you have a really good personal brand which has led into the podcast. But as a newbie podcaster and a, a newbie in building a personal brand, just give all the yeah. best thing you can do is give, give, give before you expect to get something in return. And that is a massive mistake we see often. Is people like oh, people aren't paying me yet. It's like, well, would you pay someone you've met, barely met, barely listened to? But if someone's listened to you for an hour or half an hour every week for the past three months, they're going to be the warmest lead you have that, and you don't even know about it because there's no sales pressure. But then when they're looking for that help, who are they going to go to? Exactly. And it, but it's taken that mentality of you've just given an hour in a podcast and it's then taken, I've still got to give more when I go onto these social platforms. Because I think some people mm-hmm. have the mentality that they've given away loads for free in their podcast and that it's incredibly valuable. Everybody should be listening to it. It's the best podcast ever, which is easy to kind of trick yourself into. And But so when they go on to the social platforms, they have that mentality of, I've got this great podcast over here, go check it out. Mm. But they actually need to carry that mentality through and go, um, you know, I actually need to give now on these social, pl- I've given in the podcast, I now need to give on the social platforms too. Um, and so it's carrying that giving mentality all the way through in all of your content at every touch point. And people will then naturally go, ah, oh, I'm going to check out this podcast or I'm intrigued by this podcast now. So it's putting content with your content because I mean, we repurpose ours and I will, I try to sometimes, maybe I'm being lazy here and there, but usually if I post a clip of our podcast, I'll also kind of break down what's in the clip, maybe three points from that, that clip. But then if I was just to post that clip, be like, today I recorded about this. Here's the link. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden it's like, no. But if if it's a post talking about in the episode and then say, if you want to see what more we had to say about it, links in the comments, that's more giving value rather than just saying, oh, here you go. I've already given the value. You don't get any more. The, you, the more you can give for free, the more you're going to get in the long term. Exactly. And it doesn't even have to be through writing down the kind of key points that are in the video. It can just be that the video is really valuable in and of itself. It's not kind of clipped to a point where the key bit's missing or that you have to kind of go to the podcast to find the ending. You've actually um, created a piece of standalone content that you don't need any other context for that that stands out, that delivers your points concisely um, and that isn't isn't asking for more. But as soon as you put that ask in there, as soon as you clip it too quick at the end, um, as soon as you put a link in, people do kind of sense that. We've got very strong antennas for when people are trying to sell us and it instantly puts us off and we don't want to then engage in that content 
organically on the platform, mm-hmm. which is what will then actually boost you in that platform, grow your personal brand and bring in more, um, you know, revenue podcast guests and listeners to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think it's so easy to, to, to try and push people to your podcast, but the more you push, the less they're going to actually go. No, I agree. That definitely makes sense. And that's what podcasting is all about. It's about giving value to get business, but without forcing it down someone's throat. You've got to buy, you've got to buy now. Yeah. <laughs> no, just it take, taking my content and then you know, and we get it all the time, emails. Oh, I've been listening to you and Kane for the past six months. You guys have a great relationship. Love the pod. Really like this episode. Can you guys help me? And that's what you want. You don't want it to be forcing people. Oh, click the link below to book a call. Click the link below to book a call. It, it doesn't work, like you said. And then that goes back to promoting the podcast because although it's free, you're still trying to sell the idea of an hour of someone's time. And an hour yeah. of one person's time might be worth 500 pounds. You never know who that person is. So, And if that's the sort of person you're targeting, trying to force that isn't going to happen. But maybe if they've got a half hour drive to work, you want them to think, oh, that podcast, I saw a clip of that. I might check that out, actually. So you don't, I see what you mean by you don't need to really be forcing it in people's pay, faces. Give standalone content. Yeah. Grow your personal brand and people will naturally trickle down to see your longer form content if they buy into you, your personal brand, your personality. Yeah. And as I said, it makes a lot of sense to start off with one minute videos to share some written pieces. And then obviously it naturally builds into, oh, I've had, I've read, I've watched five great clips. Um, I now want to check out the full podcast and people will make that decision when they're ready to. For some people, you might need 10 clips. For some people, you might just need the one. Um, And so it's really appreciating that everybody is on their own um, kind of buyer journey and that you just have to keep providing the value, um, you know, throughout all of the stages in the podcast and in the content until that person is ready to make the decision. And, you know, just make sure that everything's set up so that when they do listen to that podcast, when they are ready to buy, that it's kind of seamless and they move from your content on social platforms to the podcast to then ultimately moving into your pipeline and and, um, working its way through there. Absolutely. And the big thing with podcasting, which is a good and a bad thing, but for most people, a good thing, because not many people have loads of listeners, but you can't see how many downloads or listeners a, a, a show has. You can see subscribers. Uh, on certain platforms you can see reviews that's the closest thing you can get it's not like youtube where you can see how many views how many likes and comments but if you have a show alongside a personal brand which has a lot of followers has a lot of engagement a lot of positive comments because people can't really tell from listening to the podcast if they go and check out your personal profile then then you've got 200 connections and no posts and like, oh this podcast is like a newbie podcast but if they go and check out your personal platform and you've got loads of engagement and content on there, they're going to think, oh, well, this is actually a really big podcast. I didn't realize. So if you can build an impressive personal brand, you can use that to make your podcast seem more popular than it is. Um, someone like yourself, if you were to have a podcast tomorrow and someone found you tomorrow, they'd assume that you've got a lot of listeners just based on your personal uh, on your, on your personal brand. And, and that's yeah. something that people can really leverage with a podcast if they have a good personal brand alongside it. Make their podcast seem more popular than it is. Yeah, and it does add that kind of credibility. And I think the, the other thing that, that um, is really important when kind of looking at podcasts is the consistency element as well, that when you when you click onto a podcast and you can see, oh, they recorded one, you know, two months ago, you kind of go, oh, they've, they don't really like it. They're a bit, um, you know, <laughs> they yeah. don't really value what they're doing. Yeah. And so that consistency element is the same on content, right? If you turn up on someone's profile, they've been kind of ghosted for a month, um, you know, having that consistency adds credibility just, just through you know, turning up and showing that you care, showing that you are delivering value. And you've got to do the same thing with your personal brand, don't you? You've got to be there all the time, representing who you are, what your brand is, as well as posting a podcast every week. Because if you do one without the other, then one's going to 
really fall behind. Exactly. And it's just a case of leveraging that long form valuable asset into, you know, as many different formats as possible so that you can grow your personal brand, grow the podcast, grow your business. Um, they all work together. Uh, you know, it's not kind of you need to do one, you need to do the other. It's actually they all work together to deliver the best results and you're just leveraging each component you're leveraging per your personal brand to help your podcast you're leveraging your podcast to help grow your personal brand um, and you're leveraging both to grow your business mm -hmm. um, and so yeah when you have all three I think you know you you're onto something absolutely Matt you're an expert in personal branding and LinkedIn is your kind of forte am I right yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel like now I, I pretty much just um, focus. I have a few kind of more bespoke um, kind of consulting type projects, but LinkedIn is definitely um, my home, as it were, for my own personal brand. And it's now what I help other kind of um, agency CEOs to tech founders to help build their personal brand so that they can create opportunities, attract opportunities and have everything that we've talked about today. Got you. So based on that, with a podcast, obviously, there's two things that everyone, you need to interact with other people and it's almost like you've got to sell it to try and get it, which is guests and sponsors. Everyone wants the best guests. Everyone wants money, realistically, don't they? So <laughs> how can you leverage personal brand and more specifically LinkedIn to get sponsors and guests that is not just generic, like, oh, you can email them. What can you do differently with a personal brand? What can you use LinkedIn to find these people? How can you do that? Yeah, so for me... um, there are a lot of people on podcasts who have podcasts that post on Instagram, TikTok and all of the video apps and they miss out on LinkedIn um, because they think that the aim of LinkedIn is to grow their podcast. Whereas actually your outcome, your goal on LinkedIn is slightly different. It's how you can grow the commercial side of your business podcast guests, podcast sponsors, as opposed to trying to grow the listener base in quite the same mm. way. Um, and so, yeah, there are so many things that you can do to leverage LinkedIn to help um, attract those sponsors. Um, you know, having ideal companies in mind that you'd love to target that have mutually um, kind of... Uh, you know, their the, the, the values align to you and what you're doing with your podcast. There's lots of interest. There's lots of crossover. You can essentially go and find those key decision makers on LinkedIn, connect with them, send them a message um, and, you know, bring them to a profile, which is super high converting. So it has all of the success and the credentials and results of your podcast and really kind of taps into the pain points of that process, that, um, that ideal company that you want to, to sponsor and how you can help and how them sponsoring your podcast is going to deliver returns for them so that they become mm. interested in that idea um and so and yeah. your personal brand as well if you've got ten thousand followers rather than 100 you can always then if they're unsure on sponsoring podcasts you can say oh well actually i'll do a post as well and they can already see you've got all this interaction like you can sponsor my next post too and you can incorporate other things into what you're sponsoring if you have a tiktok channel if you have a linkedin um a linkedin profile that's very impressive these are things you can incorporate and make more money with when it comes to sponsorship and approaching guests, if you look more high profile by having lots of followers, lots of engagement, lots of good content, then you're going to get more responses. And then when you get these responses, if your content, like you said, demonstrate your results, what successes have you had? What clients have you worked with because of your, um, because of your LinkedIn? What previous sponsors have you had? Because if someone wants to sponsor you, they probably want to know that you've had a sponsor before. They don't want to be the, they don't want to be the, the guinea pig. Yeah, yeah. So share these things be very open with your podcast and then rather than just content but obviously also the content's got to be good make these things available for people to see so that you can reach out to those sponsors and guests is that what you're essentially saying yeah and i think a lot of people um 
hide or make it difficult to find out that information. You want to be really upfront on your profile, in your header section on LinkedIn, in your featured section about the, you know, the, the success of your podcast, whether you've had, mm. you've hit a certain number in the chart, whether you've had certain big guests on, mm. um, whether you're hitting certain numbers. You really want to talk about that success. You want to show the screenshot of your TikTok um, so that you can leverage that on LinkedIn. You don't want people to be going away going, is this a good idea for me or not? You want to present all of the information on your profile and on your content why you would be a great, why you're a great podcast, why you believe you could help that podcast sponsor um, and really kind of tapping into, tapping into it that way. Um, and yeah, just so many people hide those results. They hide the successes. And in on TikTok, on Instagram, it's a lot harder to, to find ways to talk about them just with the formats of the content, right? It's much more heavily video based. Whereas with LinkedIn, you get the chance to talk more openly, a little bit more about the the, the chance to talk about behind the scenes, mm -hmm. to talk about the successes that you've had um, will work really well on LinkedIn, which just won't work on Instagram and TikTok. So you want to lean into that. The benefits of LinkedIn specifically. Yeah. And just really tailor that content, tailor your podcast related content to LinkedIn, but also having it in your the back of your mind that your goal is to find podcast guests, to, um, you know, find podcast sponsors, um, you know, to, you know, to, to leverage opportunities, not to just like, you know, plug the podcast and grow your podcast. So I think having that intention and goal in mind when you're on LinkedIn is really important because a, a lot of people will post the clips. They won't get the same traction that they would like, but mm. they're missing out. They're not seeing the bigger picture of how they can um, how they can use LinkedIn more specifically to, to find the right opportunities for them as opposed to you know just doing what they would do, repurposing the podcast right as they would do on other apps. Absolutely. I mean, I've just realized I use LinkedIn to get user guests, so that's worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when you're reaching out to people, be it a guest or sponsor, you obviously want to aim up. You want to aim for the best sponsors, the biggest name guests. One thing we would always advise, regardless of how you do it, is talk about how it's going to benefit them. You, my audience would be great for you because they're interested in XYZ. That could be for either a guest or sponsorship. Or you, have, If it's a guest who's got a book coming out, they're the best ones. Um, oh, you chance you to promote your book. What other advice would you give when connecting with people on LinkedIn to actually get these people to be interested in either sponsorship or guesting on your podcast? Yeah, for me, it's about having the information up front again. So it's on your profile. It's it's tapping into the pain points that that sponsor would have. You know, you're struggling to grow your business. You know, you don't have an engaged audience yourself. How, you know, we have X number of listeners. We're played in X number of countries. Our audience is mostly X industry. Really try and show that you are best link to them on your mm. profile without actually even having to send an engagement. So you think being less direct and just being like, hey, would you obviously reaching out to these people are mentioning sponsorship but then kind of just being like, check out my profile or just having things in your profile so it's less like shoving it in the face. Yeah, your profile is what's going to demonstrate authority, trust, credibility, more so than what one message, what two messages will do. And so mm. it really is about capturing their intrigue with what you offer and how that you can best serve their needs. Um, and so, yeah, and, and then with the content, your content's job is to nurture those people. So maybe you've got, a maybe you've added a hundred um, kind of decision makers, uh, you know, for businesses that you want to attract in your network. And then it's a case of with your content, showing them, oh, we've just had this guest or we've just hit this milestone or we've just had this success. You know, we've just 
just generated this result for somebody. Um, sharing that with your content, you're nurturing them. And o- over a few posts, they'll go, oh, and they'll start to notice you. They'll tap on your profile. They'll, you know, you'll go, you'll, you'll tap into their pain points. You'll show that you are the solution and that po- sponsoring your podcast or being a guest on your podcast is the answer that they need, which is going to solve all their problems. And it will end up not happening very naturally that way. Great stuff, Matt. Uh, one last question. You're very good on the mic. Got a lot of great oh. content. <laughs> when do we get to see the Matt Swain show? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I feel like I've had ideas for a lot of podcasts. Um, I have lots of people wanting to, um, you know, co- co-host with me as well. great connections as well you've told me about. You've got good communities and everything. I think you'd, it's a, a space you're missing out on. Yeah, it, it's certainly on my mind, but um, yet, to, yet to have my own, but but maybe one day. Well, keep, an <laughs> out, keep an eye out, guys. You'll uh, you'll see it and then hopefully I'll get to be a guest on Matt's, Matt's show. Um, but no, thank you very much for today, Matt that's been brilliant uh, I'll put your LinkedIn in the show notes any other things you want me to put in there yeah if, if anybody's got any questions um, get in touch I'm happy to happy to respond to anything that, that, that people have that have kind of been sparked from our conversation today um, and yeah looking forward to, to hearing hearing more of the this podcast soon great leave a review to let us know your thoughts um, and we'll be back next time cheers Thank you.